Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, co-hosted by yours truly, Kate Richardson and Megan Pachecki. We're two registered dietitians here to make your life easier by debunking diet myths, sharing scientific information about nutrition, and keeping you motivated to reach your goals. We want to teach you everything we know by giving you real-life examples of how we've helped our combined thousands of clients transform their lives, lose weight, and get healthy without having to go on another cookie-cutter diet. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, strategies, and mindset shifts so you too can reach your goals using food and, most importantly, enjoy the process. Apparently, Oprah said that taking Ozempic is the easy way out. Oh, she did? Yeah. I'm not up on this. Well, I heard this from another source, Abby Sharp, actually. She's another dietitian. And apparently Oprah said that taking Ozempic is the easy way out. Also, Oprah is an investor and maybe a founder. Anyway, she's pretty invested in Weight Watchers. Definitely not a founder because it was founded by someone in like the 60s. But (laughs) Yeah, I've got pregnancy brain. I forgot what founder (laughs) meant. (laughs) She's a founding father. (laughs) father of Weight Watchers. Okay, so yes, I do, you're like hitting something in my brain. That was the headline that they took out of that interview. The rest of the interviews behind a paywall and other people were saying that she, that wasn't the point of her saying that. It was, the point was like, if you need it, take it. I don't know. I didn't see the interview. I can't really speak to that, but... I was just using it as a catchy way to, <laughs> to pull, introduce to the pull people in. Are you pulled in? Well, are and you also, listening? I think, well, people are talking about that anyway. I mean, if you're in the conversation about weight loss drugs, people are going to say it's a easy way out, whether they know about the drug or not. True, true. Like, people are saying, just get your ass to work. Just eat healthier and just exercise. Yeah, like, I had a client yesterday. She's been really working her butt off, and she told me that her friend, who just doesn't struggle with weight, never worried about that, told her to just take Ozempic. So in her mind, it's the easy way out. But I'm going to disagree. It's the easy way out if you see it as the easy way out. But if you're going to take a weight loss drug, you should know that it also takes work and effort if you want to feel good taking medication and also sustain any weight loss. And that's the biggest point that I want to hit home today. Okay. So my opinion on this is it's the easy way to achieve you being at a lower weight. But typically when someone loses weight, they've had to 
increase the movement of their body. They've had to eat healthier foods. They've had to maybe see a dietitian, maybe talk to a therapist. They're usually improving other things in their life as well as that losing weight is kind of a secondary aspect to them making all of these changes. If you're taking Ozempic and the only thing that's changing is your weight is going down, but you're not getting any of those other benefits, well, then like that's the easy way to lose weight, but it's not the easy way to achieve you having higher confidence levels, you just feeling better overall, because if you're only eating 600 calories a day, you're probably not going to feel better. Yeah, you're putting yourself at long-term risks. Smaller genes, but you're not feeling better. And smaller genes for how long? And this is something that we've talked about a lot on the podcast, which is, sure, if you lose weight quickly, whether it's with an injection, whether it's because you got a weight loss surgery, whether it's because you got the stomach flu and you couldn't eat for three months, you're going to put yourself at a risk for regaining the weight very quickly and then some because of something called metabolic adaptation. The more times you lose weight quickly... Your body thinks there's a problem. It thinks you're starving. So it's going to hold on to body fat and send you signals to eat more. So when your metabolism decreases to match your low calorie intake, you're going to eat more and put on weight fast because of your metabolism being slowed down. So if people are riding this wave of having zero to little appetite and they're eating 600 to 900 calories, like my client yesterday who's on the weight loss drug told me she's doing, She is putting herself at huge risk of regaining the weight when she transitions off the medication, which she plans to do. Because I'll tell you what, I wouldn't even let a toddler eat less than a thousand calories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the main point to hammer home here is like for your body to be adequately nourished, you need a certain amount of calories, you need a certain amount of nutrients, and that is impossible for a adult to get on 600 calories. So what are the things in your body that are going to be breaking down because you're not getting enough X, Y, Z? Like these are, I guess, side effects of maybe taking that drug if you're riding that wave of, well, I'm just not hungry, so I'm just not going to eat. Yeah. Well, I would say the biggest thing that's concerning for me whenever I see my clients who are taking the weight loss drug is the risk of losing muscle mass and muscle wasting. Because a lot of these people have been trying to get healthy for a long time. Most of them just weren't bums on a log. They were really actively trying to lose weight. Maybe they had made some progress, but then the weight loss drug came out and they were like, yeah, like this is a better option for me. They ride that wave of eating so few calories that they also put themselves at risk for not eating adequate protein. Mm -hmm. And when the body isn't getting enough protein, which most people who aren't even on the drug aren't getting enough protein anyway, your body starts pulling from those muscle stores to keep you alive. So you're losing muscle mass, you're not eating enough amino acids to keep repairing and rebuilding and maintaining muscle tissue, and then you become this like Pillsbury Doughboy. Even if you're 30 pounds lighter, are you skinny fat? Did you lose your muscle? And then what risk does that put you at for the future you? In five years, are you going to have more risk for injury? Are you going to have bad posture? Are you not going to look as good in your clothes? Are you going to have a higher risk for um, mobility issues when you're an old person? Are you going to have trouble lifting things around your house and doing chores and running errands because you feel weak? Because your body just pulled so much muscle that you had spent a lot of time building and repairing. And that doesn't even count the people who are on the drug and actively exercising. If they are actively exercising, lifting weights, and they're still only eating 1,200 calories, 
they're probably not getting enough protein or energy to build and repair the muscle tissue. So it's not necessarily a great thing to be lifting a lot of weights and doing a lot of exercise on a very low calorie diet, which I count as less than 1200 calories. So I'm going to tell a story. When I first started my private practice, uh, there were clients that I would see that we would do my fitness pal together and we would calorie count. So I would do the, okay, use the Mifflin St. Joar formula, figure out how many calories they need, subtract 500 from that, or make sure they're exercising to burn that, whatever. And we would get down to, so this was probably 2010, 2011, and it would work and they would lose weight. And I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm doing the right thing. I'm helping these people. They're getting to their goal weight. This is great. And then six months later, they'd call me back because they're like, I gained all the weight back. I went on vacation and I gained all the weight back. Or I started a new job, I gained all the weight back. And so we would do my fitness pal again. And it wouldn't work as well. It would still work, but it would be harder and they'd be more frustrated. And it was never like the first time where I was like, yeah, this is working. This is great. And I'm just remembering this one girl in particular, it wasn't just one girl, it was many, but this girl who we had her on a 1200 calorie diet. She was 5'2", she was a small girl, like she she was on a 1200 calorie diet and that was the only way we could get her to lose weight. And then the third time we worked together, it didn't work Mm -hmm. on this 1200 calorie diet. And so what I'm thinking about is just because you're on Ozempic, which is forcing you to be on a low calorie diet. So in this case, she was just... (laughs) working as hard most people can't keep themselves on a 1200 calorie diet but for ozempic users like it's artificially taking away those hunger cues and so now you can do that but i don't think that's going to prevent that same cycle from happening which i finally figured out like i'm not actually helping these people by doing this to them i'm hurting their metabolism and they're gaining the weight back and then they're gaining more back and then it's twice as hard the next time and then three times as hard the time after that and that completely changed the way that I work with people in my practice but I I feel like this is kind of like going to be a new wave of that I think it's the people that abuse a low calorie diet right if you're on Ozempic and you abuse a low calorie diet, meaning you go too low too fast, then that pattern is going to happen. And I've already seen it happen with people who had lost weight in the past, whether it was from a gastric sleeve or a very low calorie diet or keto, and they're on the weight loss drug and their weight is barely moving, if at all. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to use Ozempic, it is a great tool for some people. Mm -hmm. It works. We're reading about people's experiences. If you've got insulin resistance, if you've got diabetes, if you've been trying to lose weight for decades and never lost weight and nothing's working, it is a tool that can really change someone's life. However, you have to do it the right way so that you never end up in that cycle of losing and regaining the same weight, which means even if on Ozempic, you feel just fine and dandy eating 900 calories and you're 250 pounds and you lose a bunch of weight really quickly, that is not good. We have to make sure that you're eating enough that you lose weight at a slower rate. That's the truth. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You should lose weight at a slower rate. And working with a dietitian can tell you what that rate should be so that you're not categorized as malnourished because that is a real thing. Um, You have to make sure you're eating enough to lose weight slowly so then you never have to go on the drug again once you decide to go off and you never have to diet again. And that's going to take a long time and that's okay. That is like the pill that everyone has to swallow, no pun intended. Weight loss should not be quick. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you do it by sheer willpower, exercise, and diet 
or if you choose to take a weight loss drug, which is fine. I mean, they work. You just have to use it wisely and have some patience. So then you don't end up like these people because it sucks. It sucks to have somebody come in here and tell me they've lost the same 30 pounds three times and me have to look at them and be like, we have to adjust your expectations. This is going to be a very different experience. You're never going to lose 30 pounds that quickly again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And as humans, we just want the quickest result that we can possibly get. This kind of reminds me of The Biggest Loser, mm-hmm. where, yeah. you know, like that was such a big show back in 2004. And I I loved it. I love watching these people make me all too. these changes. And it was addicting. I, I it made me feel good. It. But... Like, similar to experience that some people are having it, they transfer their addictions of food to their addiction with exercise or their addiction to weight loss. And it was like transferring one addiction to another. And then once they left the show and they didn't have that support system anymore, then they gained all of that weight back because they didn't fix what was really wrong. Right. And so I can see this drug kind of masking that what's really wrong here and people not doing the real work that they have to do. And so I'm not trying to badmouth the drug that it's going to do this. What I'm trying to do is if you are on the drug, you still have to do this underlying work if you want the result to last and you really do want to be a healthy vibrant person there's other stuff you have to do that's to a, make that happen that is a beautiful point mm-hmm. i think the drug is a great way to maybe clear the clutter in your brain so that you can do that work so let's say that you're somebody who emotionally binge eats every night mm-hmm. or most nights you come home after work you just eat 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 and you say oh the food noise i can't stop eating because of the food noise that's the tr- that's the term i keep hearing people say it quiets the food noise so then you take the drug it quiets the food noise and you can get to the bottom of what's going on is it because you're not eating enough during the day and that's why you're binging okay or is it because you're stressed and you hate your job and you have nothing exciting to stimulate your brain other than food? And what you really need to do is connect with people or get a new hobby, find a new passion, keep yourself busy, immerse yourself in a project. That way, when you go off the drug, you'll have tools to help you not emotionally binge eat. Because if you just go off the drug and then all of the same feelings come, you're just going to regain the weight because of the old habit's there. Mm-hmm. And it might not be that deep for some people. It might just be they don't plan ahead for what to eat. They don't exercise. They never really thought about healthy eating. They never taught themselves about healthy eating. Well, going on the medication can clear the food noise so you can sit down with a registered dietitian and learn about what healthy eating looks like and create habits and be held accountable. So then you're in good shape. Agreed. There is also risk for micronutrient deficiencies. So if you are on Ozempic, you really should be talking with your doctor or dietitian about supplements. Some of them might need to be injected. Some of them might need to be sublingual to make sure that you're not missing out on some key micronutrients that keep your body functioning. People don't talk about micronutrients. Well, I think at least in our space, the conversation is coming up more. Um, But the general public, they don't really think about micronutrients Mm -hmm. and the importance of zinc or the importance of B12 when you're in a calorie deficit. You're definitely at a risk of micronutrient deficiency. You're at a risk of dehydration. You're at a risk of muscle muscle wasting. So it's something that you need to take seriously and figure out what are your strategies to make sure that these things aren't happening to you. You need to be taking a DHA, EPA. You need to be taking a multivitamin i mean depending on the person what they're eating maybe some other stuff too and that can be hard especially if you don't 
want to eat. If you're not eating, that's usually a time when people take their vitamins with a meal. True. If you're skipping meals, then you might be skipping your vitamins. So mm-hmm. you have to be on that. True. You know, I was reading some other dietitians' experiences with patients who are on Ozempic or on weight loss medications. And one thing that somebody pointed out has been happening um, with their clients who are maybe a little overweight but don't normally qualify for the medication. So their doctor wouldn't prescribe to them because they're not heavy enough or they don't have a pre-existing condition such as diabetes, insulin resistance, etc., metabolic disease. And they go to the med spas. And they go to this med spas and they get some kind of semaglutide compound. And they start taking the semaglutide, which is the active ingredient in Ozempic. Which, by the way, if you want to learn more about the weight loss drugs, we're not really talking about them. I talked about them with Dr. Nikita Shaw on episode 133 of the podcast. So you can understand maybe some of the terminology if you're not familiar with it. But they'll take semaglutide, which is the active weight loss compound in Ozempic and other weight loss drugs. And then they lower their blood sugars so low that they start getting dizzy, they start fainting, they're going into the hospital with issues like electrolyte imbalances because their blood sugars are dropping so low because they didn't have that issue before. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the original reasons why Wagovi and Ozempic were created were to help people that have type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance. So people who don't have that just go in and take these random doses from their med spa and then end up in the hospital. In fact, some girl said that two, she worked at a a hospital and two patients went in with pancreatic necrotitis. Necrotizing something. Yeah, basically their pancreas was like eating itself. It was dying, which is bad. (laughs) Your pancreas secretes hormones that regulate your blood sugar. So it keeps you alive. So if your pancreas is eating itself, that's bad. So I would not recommend just going into taking semaglutide without speaking to a doctor and then bringing your labs into a dietitian so that we can see where your blood glucose is and making sure you're eating the right amount of carbohydrates for your blood glucose. Because if your blood glucose was low, like if your hemoglobin A1C was on the lower side of healthy and then you're on this medication, we have to make sure you're eating adequate healthy carbs. And you can still lose weight and eat carbs, FYI. Right, right, it happens all the right, time. Right, yeah. And if you have really high blood sugars, then, of course, we're going to modify your carb intake mm-hmm. to be more in line with what you need. Yeah. So I think the main point that we're really trying to drive home here is without doing some extra stuff, this isn't going to be your end-all, be-all. Like, the solution to everything, the easy button to everything, it's just, it's just not. Like, it is definitely a tool that you can use, but that doesn't mean that that tool replaces every other tool that's in the shed. I love the people who take the weight loss drug and see it as an investment in their long-term transformation. Yes. Because most people we're talking to land on one side of the, the spectrum. They're either paying, you know, 600 to $900 per syringe of weight loss drug, depending on their dose. It could be 900 a month or 900 every two months. And then people who get it covered by insurance, which lucky them, right? But people who are paying all of this money, I I would assume that if you're gonna spend up to $12,000 a year on a weight loss drug, you're gonna want it to last. So investing in building healthy habits matters. And that could be a reason why people wanna lose it really quickly too, because they don't wanna spend, keep spending the money on it. So they're like, well, I need to like do this as quick as I possibly can because next month I don't wanna pay another $900. Dude, that's a good point. 
I would not be that good. way. <laughs> She's not good. That would be me. If yeah. I was paying $900 for something, I would be like, get me the results now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, money's relative, right? Okay, there's one population who I don't think should be on the drug. And if they're thinking about being on the drug, they should meet with a dietitian, mental health therapist first. I know who you're going to say. Who is it? Eating disorders. Bingo. Anyone who's had any kind of eating disorder, it's just going to trigger you right back. Yeah. To Which, undo all the work that you've done to get out of that. I think it'd make it worse. For sure. It's, it's, it's injecting your eating disorder. Like, if, you know, if you were back at eating 500 calories a day and forcing yourself to do that, you're injecting something that's going to force you back into those behaviors. I can understand, you know, as somebody who's had an eating disorder and disordered eating, I can understand how if you're just coming out of the thick of that, how a weight loss drug would be so enticing. Right? There's mm-hmm. people who have had an eating disorder and they've not been struggling with it as near, as bad for, you know, a decade. They might see the, the, the drug and be like, oh, yeah, hell no. That's not going to be good for my brain. There could be other people who are just kind of on the edge of healing, if that's what we want to call it. And I can see why that would be really enticing. So if that's you and you're like on the fence of buying it, there's like a little voice in your head that's saying, don't do it, but then you really want to, go talk to a dietitian, go talk to a mental health therapist because we can really help you figure out what is going on here. What's, like you said, Megan, the underlying problem? Mm -hmm. What's making you want to lose a bunch of weight really quickly? What's making you hate your body? What's making you obsess about food? Yeah. One thing you and I talk about a lot, and actually you got a call from a listener once because she didn't really love this. But then we've had other people who really resonate with it, which is if you find yourself obsessing over food, obsessing over your body, you got to find something else healthy to obsess over. You have to get a hobby. <laughs> get a life. Get a life is what we said in the other podcast that I, we had a listener call in and she's like, you know, for someone with an eating disorder, it's not really a good thing to just tell them to go get a life because you don't know what else is happening. And 100% agree. Yes, I don't know what else is happening. But I also know that I have had clients that I have helped to quote unquote get a life and it has helped them extremely in, in the way of like just not focusing on food and their weight so much. Finding something else to be excited about can really help you get out of that just cycle in your head. I have a client that I wrote about in the book that I'm writing, Mm -hmm. which comes out hopefully next year. Um, And she was so obsessed with her food and body. And then once she got out and started connecting with people, doing more social things, doing things besides just work, work out, come home, binge eat, Mm -hmm. she made connections with people. She got into a relationship before she even lost more than five pounds. Yeah. And then once she got into a relationship and she was doing all this stuff, she adopted a dog. She was like being active with her dog. And she started, the weeds just started melting off and she wasn't obsessed with her body. Yeah. So that's just one example. Everyone's story is going to be different. But sometimes when we hyper obsess with our body and weight loss, it's because something else that we really want is missing or we're not going after that. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid that something like Ozempic would just, for that specific type of person who's struggling with disordered eating, it would just amplify that. Because, wow, if you're on Ozempic and your body's changing really fast and you're not eating, like, (laughs) that's going to be, like, a lot to think about. Mm -hmm. And that could really be bad news bears. That This is kind of off topic, but this is something that I've seen a lot since the pandemic where work from home has become so much more popular. It's like when you work from home, you get so addicted to that just being home and that going out to do anything is like such a big step 
to take. And so with a lot of my clients that work from home that I know would benefit from getting out into the community, seeing other people, it's like dedicating yourself to that 5 p.m. I go out the door no matter what it is that I do. Like we've made goals. I've made goals with clients that like my goal is to leave the house yeah. every single day. Literally. And so it's like, it goes, once you're used to something and you're in that cycle of thinking about it and thinking about it, and then it seems like such a big mountain to climb, it's like doing it over and over is the only thing that can make that mountain shorter. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's so funny. You'd never expect your dietitian to help you make those goals, but that's the whole point of the underlying reason why something might not be working for you food and body-wise or causing you more problem, more problems because there's an underlying issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's one other thing I wanted to mention about Ozempic and how working with a dietitian can help you. This is kind of going either terribly for some people or it's not an issue. Are those GI issues, digestion mm-hmm. changes? Mm-hmm. One thing that happens if you're eating a very low calorie diet is you might not be getting A, enough food to go to the bathroom, right? Enough energy, enough fiber, or hydration mm-hmm. and electrolytes. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating 700 calories a day and you're barely eating carbs because you think carbs are bad, whatever and you're also not very thirsty because your brain's just not thinking about consuming anything, you may get constipated, you might have pain, you might feel bloated, some kind of distension. So a dietitian can really help you iron out any GI issues and make sure that you're comfortable because part of being healthy is going to the bathroom every day. Yeah. I heard the opposite. What'd you hear? Diarrhea. Ooh. With these drugs. Because they just go... Just un... Just... Never know when it's going to happen. It might happen the next day after you've taken the injection. It might happen right after. It might happen two days after. Like, different timelines of, like, yep, I know. Three days after I take the injection, I'm not going to be able to go to work that day. Whoa. I haven't Mm -hmm. heard that. Really? Yeah, but I've heard Mm -hmm. constipation. I mean, I've just heard GI issues all over the board. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. But for some people, I guess they think it's worth it. Diarrhea. Diarrhea sucks. (laughs) 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 Um, I won't go into details about how I know it sucks, but it sucks. Anyway, a dietitian can also help you with diarrhea because there are <laughs> diet... But not if that's what the drug is just causing it. There's nothing I can do for that. If you're taking yeah. something that causes you to have diarrhea, like, sorry, well, I can't fix that. We're someone you can talk to about it. <laughs> we will talk about it all day long. It's not embarrassing at all. Well, anyway, you know, we went through a lot here and, you know, I, I want to cut this podcast off before it becomes too short. But in a nutshell, we're not anti-weight loss drugs at all. I'm seeing dietitians who might feel that way and I can understand why. But just seeing what we see and hearing what we hear, they help people. We also know that eating healthier and weight loss helps, helps people in general, but not when it's done the wrong way. So whether you're on the weight loss drug and you're losing weight really quickly or whether you're doing it the 
old-fashioned way, whatever that might be. Keto, is that old-fashioned now? <laughs> compared compared to... Can you um, not? <laughs> can you just not? Whatever way you're doing it, if it's happening too quickly, it's not a good thing. I promise it's not a good thing. I know it seems like a good thing, but it's not a good thing. So we want to help you make sure that you're sustaining your results. We want to make sure that you're healthy, that you feel good, and that if you have any questions that you have throughout your journey, you feel supported. Uh, We also want to make sure that you have someone to talk to about these things. I know doctors sometimes can be hard to get a hold of. So speaking with a dietitian or mental health therapist can help you feel supported and guided on this journey because deciding to inject a weight loss drug into your body is a big decision. It can be emotional. It can bring up a lot of things. And we're here to be non-judgmental and talk to you about them. Yeah, if you want to have a conversation about it, Message us on Instagram. Yeah, we're trying to get back on Instagram more. Nutrition.awareness. Nutrition.awareness. I'm Kate. I'm Megan. And we'll see you on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. And if you did find it helpful and want to share it with the whole world, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram in your stories at nutrition.awareness so we can connect with you. To get notified about the next episode of Nutrition Awareness, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to create your own personalized nutrition plan with us, be sure to schedule your virtual or in-person consultation on our website, www.orlandodietitian.com. Now get out there, fuel up, and live your healthiest life. We'll see you on the next episode.